Buenos dias, my brothers and hermanas. On this, our 32nd episode of the Good Morning Guys podcast, we are coming at you from four very different locales during this fantastic Easter week, as my son calls it, in 2019. But before we get into the dastardly dirty details, some utterly unhinged updates in our tangibly theological topic, I want to thank you for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night. As we continue discussing the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play, I'm one of your hosts coming at you from Sao Paulo, Brazil, the Brazilian mountaineer with a mild case of dementia, Lucas Ham Swisher. Hi. And with me speaking at you from Cincinnati, Ohio, the judge, jury, and executioner of fake news and spoilers, Patrick Novosel. Good afternoon. Also with us, our very first guest, Talking at you from Appleton, Wisconsin, the gametography guru, the king of dupebox, and the guy with the most infectious laugh in the business, Lim Filia. Gesundheit. And the final, God bless you, sir. And the final member of tonight's quadfecta, hailing from Lynchburg, aka Liberty Land, Virginia, the man with music in his heart, Doctor Who on his brain, and La Coretta in his stomach, Mark Boucher. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong, we are weak, but he is strong. Sing it, brother! Oh, buddy, I haven't heard that in like 30 years. Oh, yes! Oh, and hello. Wow. I am six years old again. I'm six years old again. I'm actually having flashbacks to my first time in Brazil when I tried to lead the congregation in that song, and I realized nobody knows that song in Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have a Brazilian Portuguese version of that, and so I just sang a solo by myself like Mark did just now, except his was way better. I sang it a cappella. With guitar, And I was expecting people to sing with me. Yeah, that was nice, Mark. Oh, wait, I'm not recording. We're going to have to do that all over again. I'm just Fake news. All right, let's keep going. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. I'm not sure it's the best first show to listen to since we have never had a guest before and we are down a regular host. But you know what? It should be fun or funny or funnily fun or fun funnily. Funnily. You be Get the judge. Get out of here like with it. your funnilies. If it's not your first time, welcome back. And don't worry. Our volleyball savant, Ronnie Johantis, who can make anyone laugh in three words or less, is still with us in spirit. And he will be back next week for our regularly scheduled programming. He does send his regards and might even have an update for us on his life about a movie he watched this past week. You'll just have to wait and see. So as I said, we have a guest on the show. And before we continue with the housekeeping and weekly updates, I want to let him introduce himself. So, Lem, let's start with a simple question. Who is your daddy and what does he do? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I'm Just, Lem, and my dad is Ike. <laughs> and he's the older version of me, according to my wife. <laughs> so Fantastic. Nice to meet you, Lem, and your dad, Ike. No, I'm just kidding. Give us give us the who, what, where, when, why, and how about you, and then we'll um, go from there. Well, I, uh, I actually am a marketing manager for a nonprofit, uh, Life Promotions. 
um, it, out of Appleton, Wisconsin, but we do school uh, programs and uh, weekend youth events uh, and uh, a big festival, uh, not only in Appleton, but there's actually going to be a Life Fest in Peru. Nice. So it's a big Christian music festival. Um, so I'm not 100% who's going to be in Peru, but I know here in in uh in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, uh the likes of Skillet and For King and Country and uh Carrie Joby and Mandisa. So like if you and some harder bands too. So if you can think of the music genre, that's that's the that's the that's the company I work for. We put together events that inspire hope in youth. Other that's than awesome, that, man. I love gaming. <laughs> Fantastic. Music, gaming. I hope to even get you and uh your your little company down further south to Brazil someday. We're praying. <laughs> you and me both. Yes, sir. Uh, but we we actually have Lim on here today because he is one of our community members, not just of the Good Morning Guys, but also Married to the Games, our Big Brother podcast. And he is just one of our pals. He is, uh, like I said earlier, he is the gametography guru. He blesses us with some of his best work. And uh, it's it's an honor to have you on the show, buddy. And to uh, share this time with us. It's an honor to be here. Fantastic. Well, we're going to get right into it. Since we're doing new things already, I want to introduce a new segment called GMG Community Corner E. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, still working on the name. It's a work in progress. You know, but sometimes, whether we're trying to slog through a Fackler frenzy or someone feels inspired to share a haiku or a dad joke, uh, or some random question from one of our community members, we are going to be giving our listeners and Discord members a chance to shine or guide the discussion every week in this little community time. Maybe in the process, you'll get to know some of the cool cats that we get the privilege of connecting with on a weekly basis on Discord. Today's GMG community cornery, <laughs> I don't know if that one's going to last, is, is brought to you by VP Barnaby Butters, a.k.a. Barnaby Mares. He is an active member of our Discord community, hails from Charlotte, North Carolina, a.k.a. North Kakalaki, mm-hmm. and he is an active weightlifter, weightlifter and exercise extraordinaire. Oh, and also, he is a man after my own heart, since he likes pineapple on pizza and dipping fries in his milkshake. Love you, man. Uh, but he had this random question and random fact to share on the Discord. Uh, I joined my company Dragon Boat Racing Team what is the most random thing you have done at M4 work? And below that, he posted a, a link and he showed a picture of his team last year going through the water in their dragon boats. Holy crap, I totally missed that. Is he on like a boat shaped like a dragon? That is correct, sir. Dragon oh. boat racing, the boats are shaped like very long dragons. They have a dragon head at the front and then multicolored across the, the, the boat part of it where people sit. It's uh, it's actually a very big sport in China where there are like 50 million people that participate in dragon boat racing. Oh, okay. Now I remember. Okay, now I get it. I think I've seen those yes. in like Mortal Kombat or something. Oh, yeah. I think there's a level, dragon boat racing <laughs> level. It's like a mini game. Yeah, Liu Kang is the, is the captain of the boat. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. no, he's actually the boat. He turns into that big long dragon and then they use him as the boat. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah. Botality. Yes. 
So back to Barnaby. Bar- <laughs> oh yeah, question. what was the question? <laughs> what were we talking about again? What is the most random thing you have done at or for work? Go. Well, I guess technically for I guess it was work. Um, basically, we were trying to. This was like a summer youth missions thing um, that I was a part of, and. I remember we were trying to raise money for a specific uh, missions uh, fund that we were doing at this project. And we basically said, and it was kind of like a, uh, like a camp counselor kind of thing. That's how, what I was a glorified camp counselor. And uh, basically if we hit a certain goal, uh, we would allow the, all the students, cause it was like a bunch of youth groups that would come to this project to do youth missions mm-hmm. work. Um, the, the students would be allowed to basically cover us in ice cream toppings. What? Yeah. That's gross. <laughs> fake news. I've it is not fake news because there are pictures <laughs> of it. <laughs> what? Please never never post those pictures. So they Thank they you. basically dumped ice cream and ice cream. They basically made Sundays out of us. I don't have anything that weird. <laughs> what, I think what happens at youth camp should stay at youth camp. <laughs> you just violated the code, man. But that's pretty much the weirdest thing. Anybody else? Well, I it's it's tough for me because I've had a lot of weird jobs. <laughs> so, like the weirdest thing might be normal at the job. That's all right. All right, it can, um, it can be a weird job. I think the weirdest thing that I've ever had to do was uh, I brought a, a a baby skunk home. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that, yes. Did that you is weird. did you take it home and put uh, ice cream toppings all over it? <laughs> uh, no. What it, was your it, job at the time? Um, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was working for the top pet store in North Carolina at the time, okay. and somebody brought this baby skunk that was hurt in, and, you know, so they didn't take it to the vet because it wasn't really hurt, hurt. It was just, like, dehydrated or something needed to be cleaned up and blah, 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 and my the store owner was like, and I, because I, I was the new guy, I was The 16. new guy oh, yeah. is the skunk. Initiation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Lem. Can you take this skunk home and just keep him, you know, keep him for a couple of days and then we'll find out where we need to take him. I was new. I wanted to impress the boss. I wanted to show dedication. I have this work ethic that my parents instilled in me. All right. Yeah. So, you know, when I bring this skunk home after giving it a bath, (laughs) like at the store, I was like, I'm not giving this thing a bath at my house because my parents will kill me. (laughs) <laughs> like that's so I brought it home and kept it for a couple of days and fed it milk and it stank. Uh <laughs> I bet it did. Of course. Bro. Uh my my boss was like, Oh, it's too young to spray. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Likely story. So but yeah, but I mean it it my parents couldn't say anything. You know, they always taught me to have that strong work ethic and help out where you can. And we could. <laughs> 
Wow. Interesting. All right, Patrick. Strange. Good luck topping that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I couldn't think of anything weird. Uh I, I remember my my first day uh on my first job out of college. Uh we it was a actual um work trip where we went uh forty five minutes north to a convention center. Uh, where we had a bunch of speakers. So my first job, I was a financial advisor. So we went to like this convention where multiple financial advisors from around the country came in and gave speeches and talks about. Uh, there was like all workshops about uh, you know what it, what it takes to be a financial advisor and so forth. And uh, and then it happened maybe I think I think maybe four hours of that, and then it was happy hour for the next six hours. And so my first job, my first day at my first job, um, I was allowed to drink on the job. You know, I was you twenty. Lost. I was twenty three <laughs> years old. You know, uh, I was like, okay, this is this is fantastic. This is the job for me. <laughs> I would never want to leave. <laughs> uh, I did though. It was terrible. Um, after yeah, that, that, after, <laughs> yeah, nothing could top the first day for sure. <laughs> yeah, from there it was all downhill, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. That night went downhill oh, pretty fast. Uh, I bet it did. If they gave you six whole hours, they were just like, "Hey, next six hours, everything's free." I don't. I was twenty three. I didn't know how to hold, you know, myself from drinking too much. Yeah, that's that's dangerous work. It was, it was uh, super dangerous. Uh, my job at one time, I was selling Cutco um, knives and cutlery i don't know if you guys are familiar with cutco yep at all absolutely um, yep but uh at some point after college i had difficulty finding a job who knew that a bachelor degree is not enough to get a job in some places um but uh i, I went for this position because they said i was going to get like 10 or 11 dollars an hour uh and so in the demonstration for cutco they ask you to cut a penny with the scissors and so every presentation I did, I would cut a penny into a corkscrew using the scissors, and it actually did it. I would cut rope. I would cut leather just to show people how awesome the Cutco scissors were. So you were and Billy Mays. Yes. <laughs> Except not as loud. I was, I was not as loud. I was the West Virginia Billy Mays. Showing yes. people how scissors could cut a penny. Just, uh, just found your new nickname for next episode. You gonna West save it for Virginia next week, Billy or are you gonna Mays. tell me? <laughs> well, you just said it—the West Virginia Billy Mays. Yeah. Spoilers. Oh, oh, oh geez, I was waiting. Ah, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that I've said it out loud, I should have gone first instead of letting you guys go before me. But anyways, moving on, moving on up. Uh, besides that, I did also have to tell you guys and wish you a happy National Haiku Day. Thanks to another one of our Discord members, Matt, a.k.a. Arctic Warlocks. He reminded us that it is National Haiku Day. And uh, I cannot believe that it almost slipped by me. And so to celebrate, here are some of the haikus of note from our Discord, starting with Matt's from today. You guys ready? Go for Let's it. Let's go. Yes. National Haiku Day is here. Why is it so? Lonely here. Shame you. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. <laughs> so he took syllables, and then he just made it any the three lines to match it up. 
Uh, wow. Way, way to honor this day, Matt, with that <laughs> wonderful haiku. Let's go to a better haiku from our very own Bad Gamer Elite, that limb guy. Far Cry has got me. Three, four, five, and the new dawn. Someone please send food. <laughs> Good. Right. Good. Man, right. those Far Cry games. Shoot. They got they got you. Hook, oh. line, and sinker, huh? Oh, yeah. You were playing them all. Now. You, you're playing them four. in all kinds of order. You're like playing them all at the same time. That's got to be a like inception experience. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> uh, Calm Fury also had a nice one to share. That's very appropriate to uh, the end of this month. He said, "I am so hoped for." Hoped? Wow, I totally jacked that up. Patrick, you can edit that out, right? He won't. Of course. Yep. Yeah, you won't. Uh, anyways, Calm Fury had this to say. Let's try again. I am so hyped for. Avengers in-game tickets. Gimme, gimme now. <laughs> good one. Yeah, I like it. That's a good one. I like that. All right. And the last but certainly not least from Travis Popsicle, who's appropriate, appropriately named for this haiku. Negative 21 wind chill outside. I think that's more than five. Negative 21 wind chill outside. Goodness gracious, Travis. Negative 21 <laughs> is negative 21 is six it's syllables. Six by <laughs> All right. Let's forget the number. He's apparently not counting the number as a Unless as he's a saying symbol. minus 21. Nope. It's still, minus still. 21. All right. Wind chill outside. Tried to go pee. Now I have a kickstand. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the original ones. Yes, it was. I went I went all the way back to early January. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for that. Thank you, community. Uh, to end out our community corner, it won't normally be so many different things, but I just wanted to throw all the love toward our community. Uh, the last thing we have is a voicemail from our buddy Chris, a.k.a. Holy Headshot, who had this to say. A.K.A. Holy Headshot. I just listened to the spoiler episode. Spoilers. It was pretty good. I uh, really enjoyed it. I'll tell you what, though. You guys do not know what you are missing. I happen to do the food shopping for our family. And let me tell you, there is nothing like being blessed with a warm toilet seat in Walmart in the morning after you've had your coffee. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I uh, figured I'd share a couple of my spoilers. Um... The worst offenders happened recently where I had a coworker literally moments after the episode ended and I couldn't watch it live. Uh, he spoiled the end of Breaking Bad, which was Oops. really frustrating. And especially since this person was one of my technically supervisors, it was not cool, but I blocked him on Facebook nonetheless. And then the other one that really annoyed me, and I think you guys touched on something similar, was I played a lot of Diablo 3. And somebody in the chat decided to post the end of The Last Jedi in one of the crucial moments. And this was literally the day the movie came out. I was working and would not be able to see the, the movie until the next day with my family. And it was just like one of those trolls that just popped in, posted it, and left. And it was like, really? You guys stink. Uh, just some feedback in regards to time frames on spoilers. You know, I really don't think there should be one. Uh, there were some great arguments on both sides made on the show, but I believe it's just a courtesy, you know? Like, it's one thing if, if a discussion turns spoilery and, and something comes out accidentally, like, 
you know, those things happen. And, you know, like you guys said, you want to talk about the popular thing. But, you know, if it's a small group or a dinner gathering or something like that, all it takes, like you said, is that quick little, hey, have you seen this? Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to talk about it. And if you don't want me to spoil it for you, then let me know. You know, it's, it's just a little courtesy thing, and I don't think it's that big of a deal. But other than that, enjoy the show. Look forward to next week's, and uh, I'll drop this bomb on you before I leave. Mass Effect 2's opening is better than Last of Us. All right, mic drop. I'm out. Have a great week, guys. God bless. What? <laughs> Such controversy. Lem's like, travesty. Oh, it's, oh, it's on. <laughs> Oh, Which man. part? The oh. the warm Walmart seat or you know what? Mass Effect Two? You know, I can get past the warm Walmart seat because I used to be in a circus, and I can kind of agree. A warm Walmart seat is better than a cold porta potty. <laughs> so, uh, I'm yeah, just you're right. You're yeah, right. You're yeah, right. I agree. <laughs> that is correct. I can't argue with that. Would you rather? Yep, you're right. Yeah. Would you rather? <laughs> but. Yeah disappointed <laughs> you'll just have that sometimes chris thank you so much for uh for sharing that feedback it was really cool to just hear uh kind of his reflections a week later about you know our our uh our spoiler episode to to kind of get some feedback uh anytime you guys want to whether it's positive or negative feedback give us send it our way we love to hear you guys hear your voices too uh i think i think chris he has a has a nice voice he should get into radio or podcasting or something mm-hmm. sounds nice mm-hmm. <laughs> and i will i will say while i was listening to his message and he was talking about warm butts warm butts no not warm, warm butts. not warm Yikes. butts warm toilet seats <laughs> for some reason like i felt inspired and i just wanted to sing the best part of waking up is warm toilet seats on your butt I don't know why. It's just, it's just the way he said it. It just marketing inspired goal. Not wrong. To not sing the that. best part of waking up. So thank you, Chris, for that message and for inspiring me to sing that very weird song. With that being said, let's get into what's nudes, new new news. <laughs> blip, 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 blip. You can edit that out too. Thanks. Exactly. Uh, where, where we'll I'll be sharing any and all personal and public news that got our attention this week. And we're going to start with Patrick. Tell us something good, brother. I will tell you what is good. For so the this, next 45 minutes. Yes, next 45 minutes. Uh, so if you're listening, just skip past 45 minutes and I'll be done. Uh, <laughs> no, the, So this past week, I did a, I did a few things of note. Uh, on Saturday, my uh, kids and I and my wife, we went to uh, my wife's grandpa's uh, assisted uh, living facility uh, for an Easter egg hunt. Um, and we're getting the time of year we're doing, there's a whole bunch of Easter egg hunts, you know, doing the same old, same old, you know, but, uh, but there was an Easter bunny walking around there. Now, I don't know what is more scary or the scariest mascot or of a holiday than the Easter bunny. (laughs) It has got to be like, no matter what costume they put on, if it's one of those that they're walking or the big head or I don't know what it is, but it's just super, super freaky. <laughs> that it is. Super freaky. Um, and then on uh, 
And then on Sunday, um, my nephew had his uh, sixth birthday party. Nice. But uh, that wasn't the the highlight of his birth of the birthday party, uh, because they had the Masters on over the weekend. Ooh, yeah. And oh, I don't watch. He's, he's back, baby. I don't watch too much golf, uh, but whenever Tiger Woods is in the hunt for uh, winning a tournament, I usually turn golf on. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much the only time I do turn it on, and I was trying to figure out why he is so you know intriguing to watch. It's because he's he's because of his greatness. You know, whenever he is on uh, the course, uh, he elevates people. Uh, whenever he's paired with people, they, it, it, he either one elevates them or they try too hard and they falter. Um, so <laughs> watching him going from I think he started maybe third or fourth place. Uh, to start Sunday, and he worked his way all the way up, and he was paired with the, the leader, and the leader down the stretch just fell apart, and uh, it was just it was just crazy to see. Like this guy was just dominating for three rounds, and then he finally gets paired with Tiger Woods, and he tries to do too much, um, and he just falters, uh, which got me thinking. You know, we're we're in a day and age where we are have been or are currently watching. Uh, some of the greats in sports, uh, like we've so we've seen uh, Michael Jordan, uh, LeBron James is currently playing, uh, Derek Jeter, Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, Tom mm-hmm. Brady, Barry Sanders, Wayne Gretzky. You know all these all these uh, greats. The Rock. I mean these these are <laughs> these guys are some of the best. You know, of course, of course, yeah. And we are living in the in the time where we're watching some of the greats. Um, which is which is one of the coolest things to actually think about when you sit back and reflect. Um, we're watching people break records, um, and just you know, they're just so fun to watch because they're so good. Uh, so that was fun to watch Tiger uh, win the Masters. Um, he hadn't won one in I don't know maybe eight years, fourteen years, 14, 14 years. No way. Yeah, was, yeah, fourteen. It showed up on my uh, news feed, like here in Brazil, like it popped wow. up. Yeah, man. Yeah. He, he did has, not show up in my. That seat. is that is crazy, um, but yeah, it was it was it was fun to watch to watch him uh, take care of that. And then it was like I think that you know we watched that for four hours and the birthday party was over. So uh, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great birthday party, nephew. Happy Tiger birthday, Theo. <laughs> Thanks for having us. So proud of you <laughs> and Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was Sunday, and then on uh, Monday night, uh, every year at uh, um, this preschool that my daughter has gone to, and now my son is currently going to. It's his first year there. Um, we have a uh, father-daughter or father-son night, um, and it was just me and my son um, just hanging out, you know, for for an hour. Uh, we did. Uh, we made a wooden airplane. Um, with stickers and colored it and all that. We there were stacking cups. He threw he threw well he stacked all the cups up. I was like it was like ten cups and then he threw his airplane through it. Cups went everywhere. Uh, he thought that was great. Um, we did temporary tattoos, face painting. There was a photo op. Uh, it was a good time. Oh, wait 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 wait. Go back to these uh tattoos. Yeah. What uh what tattoo did he get? So he got like a blue sedan. 
on his <laughs> nice old, <laughs> old man tattoo. I mean, it was it wasn't anything great. Right? Like, there was the Dodge Stratus. There was, there was so many, so many different. I have a tattoos. Dodge Stratus. I'm glad there you was got like that. sports cars and planes and trucks. And he picks this like blue sedan. I'm like, I was like, you sure you want that one, buddy? He's like, yeah. I was like, All right, whatever you want, buddy. <laughs> It's a reliable car. Yeah. This is and a then, lot about that kid. Yeah, so we go over to the, the face painting, and I'm like, buddy, what do you want? Do you want like a, like a truck or a plane? He's like, I want a flower on my forearm. <laughs> I was like, what? On your forearm? <laughs> what, a flower? I was like, okay. All right. Disowned. Wh- he's, whatever, he's whatever, dependable whatever you want. and sensitive? Oh, man. Know, the girls right? are going to be flocking. Ladies will be all over him. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, that was it was a good time, and you know, with with all the hustle and bustle that we have in our lives, being able to just you know sit back and you know slow things down a little bit, have a little one on one time with your kids. I mean, it just goes a long way. You know, just watching them grow. Um, it's it was it was a, it was a highlight of my weekend for sure. Um, I, I, I always look forward to the one-on-one times with my kids because, you know, you come home, either the kids' friends are over or cousins or they have their Nintendo in front of them or they want to watch TV. Sometimes it's tough to get them to actually focus. Um, so it was nice to have a little one-on-one time with him. Cool. So that was awesome. Awesome, man. Nice. Um, I, bought, I, watched, uh, I watched a movie over, over the weekend. Um, it was Skyscraper. With The Rock, I feel like I'm that. Ronnie right now. Um, you know, got to got to represent. <laughs> yeah, The uh, Rock, who's on Time's list of 100 most influential people. Ooh, for his Wait, portrayal. Hold on. He's in the top 100. Sk- Where is he placed? He better be in the top 10. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> let we'll me look uh, it up. Let me double check that. You keep talking. But Sky Skyscraper uh, was just a. You know, typical action flick. Nothing, not a great story. It was just fun to watch uh, The Rock try to climb this 300 foot, 300 story skyscraper. It was like one of the biggest skyscrapers in the world ever. It's like three times taller than the Empire State Building. You know, it was just outrageous. Like, you, it was one of those action movies where you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. Uh, yeah. because uh, I mean, but it was a rock, so it was like, okay, I, I believe him. He's a superhero for sure. So, Wasn't he also? Uh, he also has a prosthetic in the movie, right? He does. Yeah, it's like his left leg. It's a uh, uh, below the knee is a prosthetic. So it was a uh, it was interesting. It was a family. It was a family movie. You know, his uh, his family is in the towering inferno, and he needs to get in there and get him out. Um, so it was a pretty cool action flick. I would cool. say I would give it. Uh, seven out of ten. Uh, rocks. Yes, <laughs> might as well rocks. I was it is. Say prosthetics. Yeah, yeah. Like like uh, the rock or just prosthetics. Rocks? Seven out of ten. The rocks. Lim, I yes. thought prosthetics. You said prosthetics. <laughs> so oh, I got man. I've got a question about that movie. Yeah. Would you Would you say it's the rock and a family friendly version of Die Hard? Oh. Uh, probably I would say, yeah, okay. yeah, I will see that right. movie. Then. It was, it was, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I turned it on, uh, while I was working from home and I had a laptop yeah. out and I was working and about 15 minutes in, I'm like, this, this has got me, this is intriguing. Um, you know, it was, 
So it was good. Yeah, I would I would definitely I would definitely see it if you're looking for just a you know no frills, no story, just action. I, I want to I, I want my eight year old to see Die Hard, but I can't. Oh, so yeah. like, can I <laughs> can yeah. I take what can he see skyscraper? Uh, there were a couple parts where it's like uh, the uh, there was blood. Uh, there's a lot of blood uh, from okay. the, from the rock. There was there was gunfights. Um, okay. There was you know some deaths. Uh, he plays Halo. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> I I, th- I think I think how old is he? Eight, you said. He's oh, actually he's nine now. He nine. just turned nine. Oh, another another person who forgot how old their kid was. All right. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for joining the club. <laughs> you are not alone. <laughs> well, I've earned it. I've got a twenty-year-old too. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's good true that um and then on the gaming front i played uh some astrobot um with the kids i played a lot of astrobot over the weekend with the kids it's just a vr game it's kind of like super mario uh but it's you're just like this robot and you're going around collecting coins um and i platinum that game yeah you did and that is my 12th platinum of the year which was my resolution, and yeah. it's only April. Congrats, congrats, buddy! Thank you. Destroyed. Yeah. You destroyed that resolution, right? So yeah. I am upping my goal. To yeah, ni- you are to nineteen. I talked about it last week, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go to nineteen, uh, which will double my platinums overall. Uh, so <sighs> I already have three games I know I'm gonna play. Um, and then one of those like easy platinums. Two of them were Telltale games, so I know I know I'm gonna get platinums. At least two more platinums this year. Might as well go for 19. So I'm gonna take care of that. Nice. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped. I didn't think I was gonna get 12, but when I got eight in January, I'm like, oh, this is gonna happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's about it for me. How about you, Mark? Okay, so before I go into my week, um, just to follow up on the whole time 100 list uh so apparently they don't rank they just list it there's just 100 people that's a cop out yeah yeah it is so but he's apparently on the list and he's actually he's he's definitely number one yeah this podcast is now one one of the top podcasts in the world on my list (laughs) no bias at all whatsoever (laughs) how many are on the list i'm not gonna tell you Spoilers. When I when I search for it, it comes up in the autofill. Yeah. Therefore, we've made it. When I search for the Good Morning Guys podcast, we come up. So look yes. out. Hey, that first couple episodes when I tried to search for us, we did not appear. So <laughs> now we've made it. I feel it. you. Okay, so now my week. Um, let's hear it. So the the highlights certainly of this week. Um, so as you know, I am a worship leader at my church, worship and youth leader, um, and we are undergoing this kind of huge project uh, of basically reorganizing all of our sheet music and uh, tossing out a lot of the stuff that we haven't used in in like years. So and this is like years of of past worship leaders and all the stuff that they've used. I've only been the worship leader for just over two years now. Uh, and I've, I've just come to realize that there is a better way to organize our music. Um, and we're, we're a smaller church, so we can't exactly do digital stuff. We can't afford a bunch of iPads 
for our people, uh, for all the people on our team. So basically we have to just thin it out. We're sort of reorganizing stuff. Uh, right now they're in these huge binders uh, that has all of our music and like they are stuffed full to the point where it took me like 10 minutes to pull out a song because two minutes was like pulling out the sheet music and then eight minutes was me trying to make sure that all of the music didn't fall out of the binders because it's so stuffed to the brim so i was like man there's wow. got to be a better way to reorganize this so so mark would you say you're up to your neck in sheet music <laughs> you kidding i'm over my head oh my goodness that's that sounds like a personal problem it's a lot of sheet music <laughs> it is is it like flowing from office to office say what is it flowing from office to office uh, thankfully yeah, we've kept it contained it's oh okay not, so it's not, it's not spelling over creek yes <laughs> okay uh <laughs> good to know Okay, so anyway, <laughs> so we've started basically throwing out a lot of the old stuff. <laughs> you can edit that out, right? Off Patrick? the rails. Lem, <laughs> I don't do any editing. So oh, yeah. initiation to, totally not to our podcast, if you say Continue. you can edit this out, he's not going to edit it out. Just saying. Uh, okay, all right. That's my one good. That's my one. Yep. So yep, basically one, one. And another one, and another one, and another one, yeah, another one exactly. bites the dust. Um, but so we're so basically the, reorganizing the huge, all that, tossing yeah. out all the old stuff, and uh, just trying to. We're actually bought a filing cabinet specifically, so we're getting rid of the binders and just individually uh, organizing them by by in the files by the name of the song. So that way, it's much easier to pull out. So, but it's a huge gotcha. project because we have so much stuff to go through and throw so, out. So much, so much sheet, sheet music. <laughs> I hate you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a podcast. It's not a podcast episode for us until I say that. Um, but. <laughs> So my wife and I went down there on Saturday and and uh, started working on that. It's a huge project. It's going to take multiple weeks to do, but when it's all said and done, I'm I'm going to be really happy with it, for sure. Uh, and then Sunday we kind of had this big, uh, well, what was supposed to be a youth cookout at our church, but unfortunately due to adverse weather conditions, uh, we kind of went kinda... to La Coretta. No, we're not that close to La Coretta. Otherwise, I totally... Ah. But the youth group has actually been to La Coretta. So we, we've made that work. Uh, but anyway... I figured you've, you've had a youth meeting at La Coretta by now. Uh, not a meeting, but uh, we had... There was a time where we I took them to an escape room. You know, like one of those you know fun little escape rooms you can do. And, uh, it was actually La Coretta. La <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Locked them in the kitchen. You should do that. You should totally do that. But anyway, yeah, I took them to La Coretta for, for lunch before we went to the escape room. So they've been there. Oh, that's a terrible combination. They get stuck in a, an escape room and they can't get out. And then all of a sudden people are like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tacos are coming. Here they go. But, Let uh, me out. <laughs> but anyway, so instead of a, a cookout, um, we had a pizza party instead. 
so, you know, bought a bunch of pizzas and snacks and stuff like that. And basically just had a fun time uh, with, the, with the youth. Uh, they very much enjoyed it. Uh, we played a couple of different games. Uh, there's a game, I think I may have mentioned it on a podcast before. The game's called Body Body. It's kind of sort of like uh, Mafia. But basically how it works is you we basically take playing cards and we pass playing cards out one out to each person in the group and whoever gets the ace is the killer quote unquote and so that from that point we turn all the lights out and you basically have to walk around the church and the killer has to just like you know pinch somebody on the shoulder or whatever and then th- at that point they are the killer pinches someone <laughs> Man, like they are fierce. Listen, fierce that pincher. that tongue and death grip, you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah look out. Spock. But uh, no, Spockin'. basically at that point, that person is dead. Now, once the people that are re- are remaining, they find that person who is dead, they have to yell out, body, body. And at that point, <laughs> you kind of go back to a central room. And at that point, you kind of have to figure out who you think the killer is. Everybody votes on who they think it is. And Mark, did you make this game up? Just <laughs> <now>? <laughs> no, this actually predates me. They they taught it to me. So, just saying. They were, playing a, they were trolling you for sure. Yeah. <laughs> body, body. <laughs> body, body! It sounds like, you know, when you're like nine years old, you're just making up a game on the spot. That's what they did. I mean, they love playing it, so... <laughs> It's whatever. But, as long as uh, they love to play it. Yeah, More power sure. to them. Yep. You do you. So that group. was awesome. And then I guess the only other highlight to my week is tonight we went out for frozen yogurt. At La Coretta. No. Yeah. The old, <laughs> the old sorvetti. Wait, what do they call it? Helado. That's the... Huevos. <laughs> eggs, <laughs> eggs and eggs and yogurt, frozen yogurt. <laughs> Woo! Uh, so no, not none of that. Uh, no, we <laughs> there's a place here in town. It's actually part of a chain of frozen yogurt places here in Virginia. It's called Sweet Frog. It's actually oh, a, a we Christian... have that in West Virginia too. Oh, do they? Yeah, sweet. Um, frog. So Sweet Frog is actually a Christian-run organization. Uh, the frog part is actually an acronym. Fully rely on God. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, but uh, but in any case, they sell frozen frozen yogurt. Excuse me, of course. So we went out for frozen yogurt tonight, which was awesome, and that was pretty much my week. Everything else was kind of status quo. So, Lim, how about you, buddy? Tell us what your week's been like. My week has been so very exciting. Last Wednesday, I started to get a little tickle in my throat. Ooh, tickles are exciting. Uh, like tickle fight, yeah. tickle fight tickles. <laughs> it was not. Uh, and then it started to go downhill from there. Actually, it wasn't last Wednesday. It was a few weeks ago. And Close I enough. thought I was getting better. Knocked out. So I stayed home on Tuesday from work. Uh, Wednesday, I was better enough to go back into work. Uh, and then on Saturday, we had a concert because that's one of the things that my company does. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we 
throw uh, we have concerts that go on in the area and it was the unspoken concert and uh I realized I was fading fast before the concert was done. Luckily, my assistant was there and he was driving. So, thank you, assistant. <laughs> yeah, Micah. Thank you, Micah. Thanks, Mike. You're the best. Uh, um, and so, and he wasn't feeling great either. But we, uh, we, we got back to the office, unloaded. Uh, Monday, I was. Not the only one sick in the house. My son and my daughter, we spent quality time together in separate rooms. Oh, Because we were all three sick. In the infirmary. <laughs> my wife was the only one who wasn't sick. And uh, so she she was like, okay, you guys, two o'clock. I got to get to work. Stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> Stay alive. <laughs> Last words. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was fun. And, you know... I got to just stay in bed and sleep, and I ended up uh, going into work today. I stayed home but worked yesterday, uh, and then I uh, I went into work today, and everybody looked at me like, just don't come close to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I love my coworkers. They're fantastic. Seriously. They're amazing. But as far as fun stuff, um, I I got to watch a series on Netflix that my kids had watched before called Total Drama, uh, and it's a animated reality show. Hmm. What? So, yeah, okay. check that work. <laughs> it, they run it just like it would be a reality show, like a Survivor type show. Uh, uh, or like Big Brother type show, but they, it's all animated. Huh. <laughs> so do they get kicked off the show? Oh yeah, they get kicked never... off the show for doing stupid <laughs> stuff. There's challenges. There's. I didn't realize how deep this went because I I had seen Total Drama Island before, but they went totally until they went to like season seven, where it was Total Drama, and then it was like the bodacious race or something like that. So it was like. This racing show, so not like cars, like people traveling around the world, getting clues and all that. All right. So uh, I I woke up from uh, my NyQuil-induced sleep uh, at maybe 3 o'clock in the morning to see the end of that (laughs) (laughs) yesterday. Jeez. Uh, That's dedication. (laughs) Uh, But as far as gaming goes, of course I played Overwatch. Cause that's my jam. Yeah, it we is. do uh, custom match Mondays uh, or dupe box Mondays uh, with the Marriage of the Games and GMG crew. Uh, we call them the Kindergarten Crew because you know we play like toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you played the new Storm Rising? Yes, I did that. And here's how sick I was. You guys know how much I love Overwatch. I usually do a two two and a half hour stream of Overwatch. I was done after like. From start to start credits to end credits, I was done in an hour. Oh yeah, I I tried to jump on on Monday and I saw that you weren't online, and I'm like, where's where's Lem? <laughs> Where'd he go? Yeah. He disappeared. <laughs> I tried. Uh, I also I finished Far Cry Three off stream because uh, I at a youth conference that I was just at, I had a bunch of young folks. Uh, I think I talked about this in the Discord. Uh, I had a bunch of young folks that started following me 
on Twitch. And Far oh. Cry 3 has some racy stuff. Yeah. Sure. And I racy. was like, I I can't have that on my stream if these kids are following me. Yeah. So I uh, I finished that off stream, but this Wednesday, actually, that was this morning. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's all running I again. started Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, oh so have you played the old Kingdom Hearts games? I started Kingdom Hearts 1, Rage Quit. Started <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2, Rage Quit. <laughs> did the same? Wow. Oh, <laughs> fool you once. Shame I, I, on them. Fool then you I did twice. 2.8, the, like the short two-hour one, and got hooked. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh. So, yeah, the controls, the graphics are so much better. The story is less confusing. Um, So, I dig it. I, oh, I'm playing that, okay. and then on Fridays I've been finishing up on Destiny uh, DLC because one of Destiny well, One oh, DLC or Destiny Two Destiny One DLC. Oh, okay. oh gee. Uh, because one of my goals, my resolution, is to finish 15 stories. Uh, so some people say games, I say stories. Uh, in gaming, okay, for the year, cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that'll include DLCs uh, if they if they take more than a stream or a stream's length to do. So okay. they, uh, then I will I'll count it. And as of today, I am at fourteen out of fifteen. However, if you talk to Mister Lucas Ham Swisher, <laughs> he's keeping you honest. <laughs> he's keeping me honest in the accountability chat. That's right. It's. 14 out of 17. Because <laughs> yeah. I one of my goals was to not buy games. Little Mr. Game and, Purchaser. Uh, that didn't happen <laughs> because some I got some store credits and then some super duper sales. And so 17. So I'm at 14 of 17. This Friday, it will be 15 of 15 for one community, 15 of 17 for another community. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> We've only nice. just begun. So, because we're finishing up Destiny. Cool. So, yeah, that's uh, that was my week. Uh, my, it, it's kind of sad. My family and I don't get to spend a whole lot of time together, just because we're always hustling. We're always moving. Yeah. Yeah. We got competitive gymnasts and uh, a, a young man in karate and a daughter that's in Bible school in uh, Sweden. She met a boy. Oh, oh snap. Uh-oh. Sounds like uh, you're getting a plane ticket. Yep. And uh, Well, I'm just saying, GMG community, uh, yeah. who we got in Sweden. Who we got in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Calling out to all them Swedes, we need some help. That's right. Someone with a weapon of some kind that's very scary. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Time for the GMG mob to go take this guy out. <laughs> well, no, I, here's the thing. He just needs to know that we have people. I don't right. want to take him out because he's a good kid. Break a finger. He he's well. got ten fingers. Break a finger as a warning. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just needs to know we have it. <laughs> gotcha. All right, we can we can work on that. He's a great kid, though. I would seriously. I met his dad. His dad's dope. <laughs> All right, that's cool. So he's a he's a good godly man. So I, I dig it. Awesome. Cool man. My week, well, before I get into my week, one, I want you to know, Mark, that I also have your nickname for next week, and I am not going to spoil it. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> Number two, uh, before I get into my update, I wanted to share our very own 
Ronnie Johantis's update. Do it. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yes. He had this to say. I wanted everyone to know that I actually watched uh, Superman this week. The movie was so good. <laughs> this sounds like Hank Hill, not Ronnie. <laughs> I watched it, Superman Bobby. this week. Dang it, Bobby. Uh, the movie was so good. I, I love the character development. The cinematography right was amazing. <laughs> Cinema- All right, I'm going to read it for real now. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> no, we can't do it. I, we're not going to get through this if I keep going. <laughs> he said, uh, continuing, he said, the cinematography was amazing. This is talking about Superman. I now love Superman more than I love Batman. Basically, what I'm trying to say is Superman changed my life. We definitely do not need to discuss any further. Just know that I definitely watched it. I need everyone to just have faith all in capital letters, that it happened. Big smiley face. <laughs> also, I Liar. didn't watch it. I didn't watch it at all. <laughs> maybe if the rock maybe if the rock was Superman, I would have already watched it. That would be amazing, actually. Well he's in luck. I don't know. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and then no Ronnie update would be complete without mentioning this. No volleyball tournaments this week. Just the norm. I'm also in the middle of watching Doctor Strange and trying to cram in a few Marvel movies before Endgame is released. L-O-L. Thanks, Ryan, for that update, buddy. Nice. And I'm glad you got your voice figured out and you no longer talk like... Hank Hill. All right. (laughs) So, uh, on to my update. Uh, Like Patrick, I also got some nice one-on-one time with my family. Actually, in fact, uh, for Carry the Seven... Uh, four out of the seven days over this past week, I got to spend one-on-one time with either my wife, my son, or my daughter. It was crazy. I don't think I've ever had this many days in a row of uh, personal time with each of my family members. Uh, It all started last Wednesday. I had a nice daddy-daughter date day with my daughter, Natasha. We went biking at Ibirapuera. I've mentioned this park before, but it's, it's pretty much the central park of Sao Paulo. It's very very large and uh, has a lot of bike paths and a lot of places to go and roam and explore. Uh, The weather was overcast, cool and perfect. And we went biking for about two and a half hours and I thought I was going to die because unlike Barnaby Butters, I do not exercise. So probably within an hour in, I was like, I can't feel my legs. I need to take a break, Natasha. Let's go. Let's go get a snack over here or something. But while we were, while we were riding around, I noticed some totally random things. First of all, there was totally a guy walking through the park that had an Ohio State shirt on. And I wanted Whoa. to totally I wanted to totally yell at him and be like, Ohio and he would have not responded whatsoever, so I didn't O H I O Yeah. O H Yeah, I should have been yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. Uh, I should have done that. And then there was another guy who was wearing a PlayStation shirt and I totally wanted to just give him a big hug. <laughs> yeah. P S now for view <laughs> vida <laughs> i am ron burgundy um and besides that i also was painfully aware of the way some people were running i don't know if you guys have done much people watching or watch people how they run sometimes i'm sure many of us have watched the friends episode where phoebe is running through the park <laughs> it was very much like this so there were so many of them that I actually gave them names. There was Flaccid Forearms Guy, 
who ran like he had no feeling in his forearms, and he just flapped them around like chicken wings. Uh, there was knee dancing girl who moved her arms <laughs> back and forth like she's doing that knee dance, you know, where you move your hands. <laughs> and they just went back and forth parallel to each other. There was falling forward man who, while he was running, he constantly looked like he was falling. Uh, there was ice skating to death dude. This is a kind of runner that doesn't lift their feet. And he looks like he's skating across the concrete. It was very strange. Uh, there was also stiff upper body boy, like a statue runner. And he pretty much only moved his legs. Like he did not move his arms. He did not move his head. He just oh, moved those his are legs my to favorite. run. Those are my favorite. <laughs> like, wait, watch. Wait. <laughs> so his arms were down to the side or what? They were, they were kind of like curled, like partially flexed. And he was just moving his legs. And he was like, <laughs> he was just like. So like he's <laughs> holding on to like a, a, a an airplane stick. Yeah, well, his, his arms weren't that far forward. They were kind of to his side, curled into like a flex. And so then he was just he was just moving his legs, and that was it. Roller coaster guy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> okay. maybe call him roller coaster guy. Roller coaster statue man. And then there was Tiptoe Walker, which this was just a guy that looked like he was sneaking up on everyone. Like he just ran. <laughs> <laughs> he ran on the tips of his toes, and it literally looked like he was sneaking up on everyone. And it, I, he was kind of shifty. I didn't trust him so much. Uh, besides all the random runners and walkers, there were a truckload of dogs. Like sometimes it seemed like there was more dogs than people. And there were some people. I don't know if you guys have ever walked more than a couple dogs, but I saw some people walking like five or six dogs, and I thought that was crazy. I'm like, that who would? Insane. Unless someone's paying me a bunch of money, I'm not about to walk six or seven dogs. It was nope. crazy. Uh, I don't even know we'd... if I would do that for money. I know, right? <laughs> for sure. Can you imagine all the pooper nope. scooping you'd have to do? Little plastic bags you'd have to carry with you? That would be just plain awful. Uh, but since my daughter and I are very much dog lovers, we had to fight the urge to pet the puppies because there was big dogs, little dogs. There were just all kinds of cute dogs. But then later... We had to fight the urge to pet another dog because we went to pick up my son who was at a friend's house. And when we got there, the mom said that she had a three-month-old German Shepherd. And she was like, yeah, exactly. I knew right away that I should not allow myself to see this cute little German Shepherd. But she was like, I've been having trouble with getting him to uh, listen. The kids are scared of him. And uh, they weren't having a very good experience with this poor little three-month-old German Shepherd. So the lady's like, do, would you like check him out and, uh, you know, tell me what you think, give me any tips. And before even like I was able to stop myself, I immediately was like, yes, I want to see the dog right now. Like, let me, <laughs> let me see this little bundle of joy. And let me tell you, as soon as I saw that guy, I wanted to take him home with me. Like I, I've actually never like held a three-month-old German Shepherd and given him a big hug and, and pet him and, Oh, man, it was a magical oh. moment. It was so cute. And to make matters worse, it was also the same day of National Hug Your Dog Day. Oh. And, Tim, and Tim Pollan and Mark Boucher had rubbed it in my face most of that day that I did not have a dog. No, yeah. sir. We were trying to encourage you to go get a dog. We're not trying <laughs> well, to rub it in your face. I, I almost did. I almost stole that dog, but that dog was so dang cute. My goodness. <laughs> It definitely, it took me a day kind of, a day or two to kind of get off that puppy high because I was like, like the very next day I was like, Mindy, I, 
I'm gonna if I see another puppy, I'm gonna steal it and take it home. <laughs> it was not good. It was not healthy. Uh, then the next day on Thursday, I had a husband wife date day. After she renewed her passport, we went and had a stellar lunch at the Mall Food Court. Cha ching! And then we watched Captain Marvel, baby. Oh, nice. yeah. Better What'd late than never. Uh, I liked it, yeah. but it was it was a pretty forgettably fun movie. Like, I thought it was a really fun movie, and it was not a bad movie. But when I got to the end, I was just kind of like, what happened? <laughs> like, Captain Marvel... <laughs> Captain Marvel was something else, but uh, I just I just kind of felt like the whole plot and some of the characters were kind of forgettable. But overall, I really enjoyed it. I don't I don't think there's really a bad Marvel movie. There's not a, a Marvel movie that I'd be like, nope, I'm good for the rest of my life. I don't need to watch it. So it it definitely is uh, a decent one. So you obviously have not seen Daredevil. Oh, sorry. I don't count that in the <laughs> Marvel Universe. The MCU. Yeah, okay. maybe that's what I need to say. I don't I don't feel like there's really a bad MCU movie. Okay. There are right. average. Say, on a scale of oh, Daredevil to no, Infinity yeah, War, right. where would you put it? <laughs> oh, Daredevil to Infinity War? Yeah, that's 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 my scale. <laughs> it's definitely yeah, it's definitely closer to Infinity War than it is to Daredevil. Daredevil is that's just awful. Uh, and then that was also the same day that the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker trailer came out. I imagine. Did you guys all see that? Of I did not. Absolutely. Oh. Did I you just say you haven't off. seen it? Are you? I I am holding off. I'm waiting until they get because that's a that's a like a like that's just a small trailer. I if I'm going to see a trailer, I'm going to see a big trailer closer right. to when the movie is coming out. Okay. Fair enough. Then if they if they keep coming out. I'm like, well, I want to see that one. I want to see that one. You know, I might as well just wait. Okay. Well, then I'll I'll hold off too much about it. We'll just say that it was a little surprising. And also classic. And also, I liked it. Okay, I'll stop there. I'm just kidding. And also, (laughs) no. A little Uh, shocking. A little shocking. Then uh, after that, the weekend was normal. Then on Monday and Tuesday... Daddy buddy hangout with my son James. So just like Patrick, you got your one-on-one time with your son. I also did the same. We did everything from Bible and devotional time together. We started playing Lego Batman 3. We played some Uno spin. And my son is a terrible loser. Ooh. <laughs> terrible. Flipping tables, throwing oh, things. Flipping tables, freaking out, getting all dramatic. Uh, and you know what makes it even worse is he threw like within – Probably five minutes of this game of this first hand of Uno that we played, he threw a fit because I, you know, I was dumping down the plus twos on him like nobody's business. So at one point he had to pick up six because uh, I had put down a plus two. He had a plus two, so he stacked it, and then I had another plus two. <laughs> he was so angry because he had to pick up six. But then after <laughs> that, after that kid throws his tantrum, and I get him to calm down, and I say, "Hey, bud, if you're gonna act like this, we're not gonna play." And of course he's like, "Oh no, I want to play." So he comes back. And that that dude beat me twice. <laughs> at Uno, at Uno spin. I'm like, you go and whine, and then all of a sudden the luck gods they decide to shine down on you and help you win. That was not cool, but it was fun. Uh, then after that, we watched Voltron: Legendary Defender. Uh, I liked it a lot, and I definitely recommend it. I've only watched three episodes. I don't know if you guys watched Voltron back in the day. 
Mm-hmm. Anyone? Yeah, I did. Yeah, good stuff. This is pretty good. I thought they've done. I don't know if you guys have watched the newer one on Netflix. It's but the, it's, yeah, it's the Netflix series, right? Yeah, the Netflix series. Oh it's, yeah, we we as a family we get down on that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we we like that a lot. We even did some dishes together after we watched some TV, and we dipped Oreos in milk, and we ate them, and then we ate a whole roll of Tolhas cookie dough as fast as we could, and then to finish, we snuggled. <laughs> well, no wonder you can't work out. Okay, oh buddy. My goodness. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I had to add in that last one because uh, after I went, started going through all that list, I'm like, it sounds like it's Buddy the Elf and his dad hanging out. <laughs> it really was like that. It was a cool week and really fun to uh, to just have that one on t- one time with the family. Like I said before, cool. uh, besides that, it was other than family. You know, I worked a little bit, hung out with some church people. Uh, nothing crazy, uh, but the highlight of my week actually didn't come till tonight, and it was when I heard this voicemail from our very own Dallas. Dallas again. Uh, I just wanted to tell you a bit of a story since I heard you guys were talking about about the church life and thought I'd tell you a little bit of a comical story. See, growing up, uh, I was a youngster about 10, 11 years old, and uh, I was in the uh, I was in the church choir, and uh, it was right around Christmas time, and uh, we were we were singing the Hallelujah chorus, and uh, it's kind of funny how the human body it has its uh, has its natural reactions to things, and uh, just so happened that morning that uh, I'd had a nice helping of biscuits and gravy, and and so there I was in, in my eggplant choir robe. That's uh, that's eggplant purple, and you know, they were they were beautiful choir robes, and we were singing the Hallelujah chorus. We got to the very end of the song, and it was it was quite beautiful. And uh, there was a space of time where there was complete silence right after we had hit the last note. It was a beautiful thing, but there was just this point of silence. Right before the congregation started clapping, and you know, it was just this point where, you know, you could have hit a feather, heard a feather, excuse me, <laughs> heard a feather, hit the floor, that was how quiet it was. And, uh, I had a little bit of a rumbling in my, in my tummy. <laughs> I let out a nice, deep fart. <laughs>
now my favorite person. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dallas. Old brown note. Old brown note. Thank you so much for that, Dallas. You know what, guys? That took Dallas a lot of faith. Took a lot of faith in his friends and our fellow listeners to do that right there. Am I right? Oh, my goodness. Yep. 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 With that being said, there's no better time to get into our topic for today. Faith. All right. Did you ask for a better segue into the topic of the show? Thank you so much for that, Dallas. I can't wait to someday meet you if we ever get to do that. (laughs) So uh, this is the best week uh, for us to talk about faith. Uh, For those that aren't aware, this is in 2019. In case you're listening much past this date, it is Holy Week. It is the week before Easter uh, in 2019. And... This is one of the most celebrated weeks in uh, Christianity, in the church, and uh, it's, it's such an awesome time to celebrate the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But with that in mind, I think it's just such an appropriate time for the four of us to have a little discussion about faith, to uh, share about our own faith journeys, uh, our church and denominational experiences from childhood to adulthood, maybe some favorite favorite Bible stories and scriptures, and even see what experiences and thoughts our listeners and community members have on faith in God and religion. So first, let's start at the very beginning and your church, your denominational experiences. Uh, tell me, guys, did you guys grow up in the church? And if so or if not, what, uh, what was your overall experience from then to now? I'll jump in first. Um, so basically I've been going to, to church since I was about seven years old. Uh, the first time I ended up going to church, uh, they had an advertisement in of the local newspaper for what's called a vacation Bible school, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's oh, basically yes. a week long themed time where, you know, kids can come and, and learn more about about God and about the Bible and stuff and they have fun activities and stuff like that and it's it's basically a summer event otherwise known as a, a way to get your children out of the house uh, that is correct I love it <laughs> now that I'm a parent I'm like oh vacation Bible school fantastic well funny enough like I actually saw this posting in the newspaper and they were advertising the vacation Bible school at this church and one of the things that they mentioned in 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 the advertisement was free food. <laughs> and so yeah. I was like, okay, I'm there. <laughs> of course. And, and 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 my mom's like, okay, you want to go? And I said, yeah. So ended up going um you know, after that, we started going to that church. Um and I grew up in that church and was with, I was with them until I left for college. Um, you know, grew you, up there. Did you say which which church was that? Just to, to was, get context for... 
is a church called First Baptist Church of Hudson, New Hampshire. The church yeah. is over 200 years old. Was it really Ooh. the First Baptist Church in that area, or did they just... You know what? More more Take than likely name. it was. I mean, it's been around since 1805. So, and I think the town was actually incorporated in 1736, I want to nice. say. Yeah. That's so, funny. yeah, it's it's pretty old. Um, but uh yeah, I I grew up in that church, had a lot of friends growing up in that church. Um it's it's where I I first did my my first solo like singing in church, uh, which kind of fostered my love for music. Um, so definitely been in there since an early age. How about y'all? Well, I grew up uh, pretty close to this church. It was called Friendship Baptist Church, so another Baptist church. It was half a mile down the road, and uh, I think my parents, you know, had, I, I can't remember when we started going, um, and, but we, we were there, I would say maybe, maybe 10 years. Um, they had gone through uh, a couple pastors, um, and, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I went there until I was maybe 13, 14 and, uh, we kind of fell out of that church. Um, and I hadn't gone, I hadn't gone to church for maybe 10 years, um, after that, hmm. um, only because, you know, my, my parents were taking me and I would go, uh, as a kid, you know, if the, if your parents are going and they, they're, you're, they're going to take the kids. Right. So that's, yeah, I really didn't have you know, like any choice in it, I guess. Uh, so I just, you know, went along with it. Hmm. Hmm. How about you, Lim? Um, I I don't know a time that uh, you know as a kid and you know living with my parents that I wasn't in in church. Mm. You know, uh, I uh, we I started my first memory of church was at First Church of God in Christ in Brooklyn, New York, and it was right around the corner uh, from where we lived, and it was actually in an old Jewish cathedral. Hmm. Cool. So, what, you know, and I, 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 you know, I happen to notice it because, like, man, there's a lot of Hebrew symbols up in here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I knew it wasn't English, and I figured, okay, you know, Israelites, you know, Hebrews, blah blah blah. And uh, that's that was my first sense of church community was that church. I mean, it was Church of God in Christ uh, is Pentecostal, uh, but. Feels like a Southern Baptist. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice little mix. Yeah. It's it it uh, that really uh, that you know that church gave me the the uh, foundation of my faith. You know. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and I went to I used to go to Christian camp in uh, upstate New York. So that was, uh, yeah. So I've I've been in uh, in the faith for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I gotcha. And well, and not like oh my parents go so I am, but as in I get it. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, I I also had a similar experience in terms of always being a part of church um since since I can remember being just 2 or 3, 4 or 5 years old, uh I I also started with a Baptist church. 
Um, and then I was a part of the Baptist church for quite a while uh, until my parents had a falling out with the church board and some kind of conflict triangle between the church board, the pastor, and the pastor's supporters. Uh, we actually left the church at one point, and we joined the Methodist church in, uh, in our little town of Grafton, West Virginia. We only had 7,000 people in our town, so there weren't a lot of different Baptist or different Methodist churches, so we jumped denominations and churches and went to the Methodist church, uh, and then we, we went to that church for a while too, probably from when I was uh, 11 years old until I was uh, only actually for a few years, like till I was 13 or 14. And then uh, during that time, my mom passed away and we kind of fell out of going to church a lot uh, during that time until my wife, my wife, no, my mom, my dad, I can't, I'm getting all my family mixed Whoa. up. <laughs> my mom, my dad, my, my dad. My wife, no, I mean my dad. <laughs> it's so easy to get, no, never mind. Uh, uh, it's it's after midnight here, so no good things coming out of my mouth after midnight. Uh, after that, eventually my dad settled back down again, and he met a, a wonderful woman who is now my stepmom. And she went to a Nazarene church. And so we started going to uh, one of the Nazarene churches in, in our area. And I've been with the Nazarene church other than maybe like a three or four year hiatus um, um, uh, some years ago. Uh, I've been a part of the Nazarene church ever since and been uh, everything from just a member to a pastor, missionary, etc. cetera. Uh, but... During all that time, during my time with the Baptist Church, the Methodist Church, uh, and the Nazarene Church, the things that always got my attention were Bible stories, um, the stories in the Old Testament, the New Testament. And so I'm curious to know for you guys, what were some of your favorite Bible stories growing up, and maybe even now, that have always held a special place in your heart, challenged you, inspired you, um, just to give an idea of of, of what kind of stories from the Bible have impacted you, uh, whether childhood, teenage years, etc. I um, will. Oh, go okay. ahead. No, okay. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to jump Guess on this one. goes cause, first. Because, <laughs> uh, guys, creation and Noah, because both had to do with God's creativity yeah. And I thought that I was going to be a veterinarian when I grew up. So I was all about the animals, right? But as I as I grew older, I just realized, man, this world is awesome. I I honestly don't want to take care of animals. I just want to see them and learn about them and all that stuff. Just give me animal planet, I'll be fine. Uh and a skunk, apparently. And take photos of them. Yes, and take photos <laughs> of it. Oh, man, I this the creativity that I see in creation. I know that's obvious. It's, you know, it's obvious to most people. It should be uh, creation should be there. But yeah, uh, definitely, that's a good one. That yeah, that's me. It's classic. Can't go wrong with creation. Uh, for me, um, it is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm. That is when they were thrown into that fire. Uh, and they had, they were like, they were like saying that God's going to save us. You know, um, they had faith until the end. 
um, when they were going to die. And they were like, no, no, we're not going to die. We're going to, we're going to survive this. Um, we're, if we don't survive this, um, we know where we're going. Um, they get thrown into the fire, um, and God saves them. You know, like they have, there was that shadowy figure, the fourth figure in there that saves them from burning. Um, and that is, that is one of the ultimate, one of the ultimate tests in faith for me. One of the stories in the Bible, um, when they're on the verge of death and they stay, they stick with their faith. Um, it's so much so, um, that I got, I got a, um, I have a tattoo on my left arm. Um, and it is half of half from uh, the middle of my bicep up to my shoulder is fire. Um, and it is one of the, one of the stories that have, has impacted me. Like there's so many things that are going on in this world, going in your life, um, uh, going on in your life, um, that can test your faith for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you continue to have the faith through the thick and through the thin, um, that, you know, God, God will, um, pull you out of it make you stronger, make you a better person, allow you to witness to others. Um, and it has been one of the, my favorite stories ever since I was probably seven years old. When I heard about that story, uh, I was like, what they, they were going to throw in the fire. All they had to do was, was denounce that and, uh, and bow a knee to the King. That's all they needed to do. And they would have been saved, um, from that death. And, uh, they're like, no, no, we know who the true King is. And they got thrown into the Man. fire and they were saved from it. Um, and that's so much so like, I, I got that tattoo just to remind me that, that there's, there's, there's going to be tests. There's going to be trials. There's going to be tribulations, but mm. as long as you keep that faith, um, you're going to be pulled, you're going to pull out of it. Um, you're going to become stronger and a better person. Nice. Nice. Honestly, I, I don't really think I had a favorite story growing up. I don't think I really developed a favorite story, um, Bible wise until I got to college. And honestly, my favorite, my favorite, uh, story in scripture, uh, is, is the story of Job. Um, and, and I think the reason that that resonates with me is because I had a lot of tough stuff happen growing up in in my life. And so I knew a lot about, you know, pain and sadness. And so to hear about the story of Job, where in the span of a day, um, he finds out that his, his livestock, his servants, and all ten of his children have died. And, mm-hmm. and so Job is basically going through a world of hurt. Um, and, and, and Satan is basically doing this to try to break Job. And and God knows that he won't. He says, have you seen my servant Job? Um, you know, his wife basically tells him to curse God and die. <laughs> and and Job's like, no. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, this is this is a guy that, that dealt with a lot of struggle and a lot of pain in his life. And that was something that really has really stuck with me um, throughout my life in the fact that no matter what, I may go through in my life, it's important to still praise God throughout all of it, throughout the struggle, and to know that God, throughout the pain, still is in my corner and still has my back and still is going to carry me through it. So, Mm. 
Nice. Yeah. Uh, I know for my best buddy Tom that I that I mentioned on the Best Friends episode a few weeks ago, uh, that was the first book of the Bible that he read all the way through was the book of Job. Um, at the time when he said he was reading through that, I was like, are you sure that's the first book of the Bible you want to read all the way through? <laughs> I mean, that is not like, that's a heavy conversation. Uh, that is not like, you know, creation or, uh, you know, some of the shorter stories. That's that's a, mm-hmm. a heavy conversation. But he read through that and it, it really, it helped kind of feed that fire in his in his heart and in his life to, to serve Christ and to to be ready for when those hard times come. Um, for me, I, I was always drawn to David. Um, his, his life, his, the tragedy of his life, uh, that was oftentimes self-inflicted. I relate a lot to that. Uh, I related to that a lot as a child, as a teenager. Uh, I still relate to that as a, as an adult, as a dad, uh, as a husband. Um, you know, the struggles that David goes through and actually the, the Bible story that, that really, uh, impacted me uh more so as as a teenager and even as an adult uh was was david's um uh killing of uriah and the the tragedy with bathsheba um and it really i think the the most impactful part comes down to when you know after he has uh killed uriah the one of his soldiers and he you know he has after he's had the inappropriate relationship with Bathsheba, and then he kind of just forces things along, and and he thinks, well, I'm the king, I can kind of do what I want, and he kind of sweep, tries to sweep things under the rug. Uh, his prophet Nathan confronts him, and uh, what really impacts me in the story is David's response when he's confronted uh, for his sin, when <laughs> when Nathan said, you know, you destroyed this man, you took everything from him. Uh, when you have so much, you've not only forsaken uh, and taken a life, you've forsaken God. And uh, David's response in Psalm 51, um, have mercy on me, O God, for I have sinned. Uh, you know, and just that whole, if, you, if you've ever been in kind of the pit of failure, of self-destruction, of, you know, you feel like you can't do anything right, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I've had those moments throughout my life where I've failed, where I've made stupid decisions. Um, and that Psalm, Psalm 51, I, w- I want to encourage anybody out there who's been through uh, a tough time, especially if, if it's been of your own doing almost, read through Psalm 51 because that Psalm guides you through, uh, it, it guides you through not just salvation, not just um, seeking forgiveness, but it guides you through um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, renewal, like finding renewal in your life and finding renewed strength to, to not just say, sorry, to not just say, here's what I did wrong, but to rise above it and to allow God to use it for, for the good of others and to help others and encourage others. And it, and it's always, David's story has always reminded me that if a man who has murdered and committed adultery and done all these terrible things can be called a man after God's own heart, then there's hope for me and there's hope for you. And uh, so David and his life, his story, Psalm 51, uh, those, those, that, that story's always had an impact on my life. 
Um, but you know, eventually I know, I don't know about for you guys, but for me, as I kind of got older and, you know, I learned all the Bible stories, eventually things kind of got stale in my, in my church going, it became more of a, uh, uh, a practice. Like I just did it. I went to church, you know, or I didn't go to church. Sometimes my parents decided, uh, today we're just going to sleep in. Um, it was kind of like, a if we wake up, we go. If we don't, then we'll stay home. And church kind of became like this social gathering sometimes, or sometimes it's this ritual that we did. But at one yeah. point when I when I became a part of the Nazarene church, um, I learned that it was more than stories. And when I started to read the Bible and understand that that, that truth, that those stories mm-hmm. was God's way of trying to talk to my heart and to talk to my mind, uh, something clicked. And I, and I wanted to give all of us a chance to uh to go a little deeper to go a little more personal uh to do uh what is said in 1 Peter 3:15 to in our hearts revere Christ as Lord and and always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And so I wanted to give each of us a chance to share why our hope is in Christ um and to share our personal testimony uh with whether it's about when you first accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior or uh, a moment in your life where the light bulb came on, you know, whatever, uh, whatever is put on your heart to share. I wanted to give you guys a chance to share that today. Well, I have two different points in my life where, uh, a, the, like you said, a light bulb kind of clicked for me. First one was when I was young. I was eight years old, and I was uh, in big church, as we called it. You know, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. in my Sunday school. Uh, we, I don't know what you guys call it, uh, but it was big church to us. Yep, that's and accurate. We, uh, we uh, sat in the pews uh, with our parents and just uh, listened to the sermon. And, and um, there was, and whenever we went to big church, it was just to sit and play play around. Look at the Bible. Just not, you know, there wasn't a lot of listening. You know, I'm eight years old, so uh, there was there was one time where I was listening to the sermon, and um, it really like hit me. Like I um, and I started crying, hmm. and my mom turns to me and she's like, "Why are you crying?" And I, and I said to her, "I was like, I don't I don't want to go to hell. I, I don't I you know the fear of God was just put in me." uh so hard that it hit me so emotionally that I started crying and just about a month later I got uh I got baptized I I told my mom I was like you know I don't want to I don't want to go to hell what do I have to do to do so and she says just ask for God to be in your heart um get baptized and start living it out so I was like okay I'm going to do that now I'm ready you know like when I, when, uh, when you're that young, you know, it's like it, you can't really understand, um, a lot of, I mean, like I was eight years old and we were reading the King James Bible mm. and the King James Ooh. version is, whew, it is rough. Yeah, it is, it is. you know, <laughs> definitely, uh, but, but it's, but it's so rough. It's so ingrained in me. Like I remember it's like, like John three sixteen. they say whosoever believeth. It's like, yeah. no one talks like that, you know, like, so, but. But I remember, you know, it's it's ingrained in me, um, and so that was the, that was like the first time that I realized, like, okay, 
this is this is real you know um and then the second time was only about a few years ago um i was uh, my wife and i are, are going to our church now it's a non non-denominational christian church and we um we had joined choir and we were in choir for maybe maybe six years um and i just got up there and i sang and went on my merry way mm-hmm. um and then um when choir ended and there was more like a worship team where there'll be only only two or three singers uh standing up there uh with a worship leader singing along uh kind of like as backup singers or whatever so and i got up there my first practice and uh instead of singing i actually like listened to the words i was singing and that's when i got it i'm like these are some powerful lyrics uh i am do you remember the song sorry to interrupt i just want to no, know by chance no i don't remember the exact song but uh we sang maybe four songs that week and uh during our first because when you're when you're up there and you're in choir you're singing with like 30 different people um and you're just trying to get your part right and when i started to sing uh only my part uh, as a bass, I started to not only get my part, but understand the the lyrics and the meaning behind these songs. Mm. And at that point, you know, I'm like, I started getting a little emotional, like, oh my gosh, you know, this is this is speaking to me like it spoke to me when I was eight years old. Mm. And I started to actually listen to the songs. Um, and when I started to listen to the songs, I started to m- remember the songs, like th- to where I could, I would be singing the songs outside of church. And I found that the, the Bible speaks to me in a, in one way, but singing songs speaks to me on a whole different level. Um, and when I what so you know, it was like three years ago, three, four years ago, um, I realized that the songs that I sing are bringing me closer to God, Mm. bringing me closer to the word, bringing me, and it's, it's, it's such a weird feeling, uh, to where like some songs, um, really give me chills no matter how many times I listen to them. Yeah. Uh, because of, because of the words, because of the lyrics, uh, and the meaning behind them. Um, yeah, those were, those were two really big impactful parts, um, in my journey. Yeah. For me, um, probably one big moment in my faith journey for sure, um, was actually when I went to college. Cause I mean, growing up, I, you know, I went to church, I, you know, had, I was part of youth group. I had my friends and stuff like that, but I didn't truly understand what it meant to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, it was just kind of a going through the motions kind of thing, because being up in the Northeast, um, that's really a lot of what church is, is just kind of going through the motions. And, um, and so when I left to go to college, um, obviously, as many of you know, I went to a, a Christian college, a Christian university, it's called Liberty University, and uh, my freshman year, um, 
And it, was, it had just been after I'd gone through a lot of stuff in my life, a lot of muck. Um, you know, I, I had a bad relationship with my mom. Um, I had a, a dating relationship that I, I had been in a lot of bad situations with. Um, and, and so I was pretty, pretty far from God at that point. And, and so that first semester of my freshman year, um, they, they have like, it's kind of like a revival, if you will, like a, a very focused, they call it spiritual emphasis week. Um, where it's just like very focused, um, special church events that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a, a guest preacher come in and, uh, and, and lead the week. Um, and a lot of people, you know, make decisions for Christ during that week. They, they, you know, get saved or rededicate their lives or, or whatever. Um, and I just remember, um, the guy that was preaching, he's a guy by the name of Clayton King. Uh, he actually, uh, worked for Liberty at a time for a time, but, uh, he's a great guy. He's a pastor of a church, um, has his own little ministry called Cross-Eyed Ministries. Um, he writes a lot of great books, but anyway, he was preaching that week and he had talked about, uh, the idea of, of freedom in Christ and, and being able to, to truly, you know, I had always heard about, you know, God forgiving our sins and, and, you know, through Jesus, our sins were forgiven and all that kind of stuff, but it didn't hit me. It didn't have weight to to it until I had gone through all that stuff. And he said, listen, you, you can experience freedom like you've never experienced it before. If you truly place your faith in Christ and allow him to work in your life. Um, and that really just hit me, um, on a, on a level that I had never felt before. And, and so at that moment, I just completely, you know, rededicated my life to the Lord. Um, you know, just really, went full in at that point, obviously, you know, I, I started to feel the call to ministry specifically in a music ministry. Um, and I guess another point of that year, um, where I really felt like God was most speaking through people was that summer I had to do like a mini internship at a church plant in upstate New York is right outside of Syracuse. And, um, this lady comes up to me, uh, we had been leading worship that morning and she comes up to us and she comes up to me in tears and she says, don't you ever stop what you're doing. Wow. And I was like, like, okay, this is where I need to be going. Um, so I, I followed after it. I followed hard after it. And obviously, you know, God's led me to be a worship, a worship leader today. So, um, those were major points in my own faith life where I felt like, you know, God was really moving and God was really pointing me in a very straight direction. So awesome. How about you, Lim? Well, <clears throat> when I was 15 years old, I, uh, I was going to this, uh, inter slash non-dominational church in North Carolina uh, cathedral of his glory. Uh, and, uh, 
it was my first time going to a church like that because we moved from North, New York to North Carolina. It's completely different. And they had a youth group. We, we didn't have a youth group in mm-hmm. Brooklyn. It was a bunch of us guys that just hung out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, we were guys from the church. We hung out and we would occasionally talk scripture, but not really. Uh, and, uh, we, I started going to this youth group and they played, I don't know if you guys have ever heard, uh, the, uh, uh, light the fire or something like that. Oh, yeah. I don't remember, but it's light it the fire, old... light the fire in my in soul. Oh <laughs> well, no, not the song, but oh, it was okay. a it was like an old youth video series. Oh, like they okay. Night. Okay, okay, the I, fire. I forget okay. what it's. Fire by night, fire by night. That's what it was. Okay. And uh, it was the first time I had ever heard Petra. Oh, oh nice! Wow, classic. <laughs> And I was like, this is Christian music. And it was like, it told this whole story. Yeah. And then it was the first Carmen music video I've ever seen. That's throwing it like, back. This guy's an amazing storyteller. This is Christian stuff. And they played this video that I remember distinctly where there were kids walking down a hallway. This is one kid walking down the hallway just seeing everybody staring at them, like you know, walking through and they were getting pushed around and all that stuff. And then they just stopped. They were about to break down because of, you know, you know, all the things that happened in high school were, and, uh, they turned around and there were people behind them following them mm-hmm. and they stay, they had stopped and they were looking to see what this high school student was going to do next. That was the moment I realized, because I was, at that point, I was shy to share my faith. You know, people knew I was a good kid, but I was, you know, still shy to share my faith. And that was the moment I realized I need to be a light, Mm. but I'm, I'm kind of scared of, believe it or not, talking to people about it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, but I had, I I had a gift, as my youth leader said, with the kids. So he said, why don't you start hanging out in children's ministry? Mm -hmm. And that was the moment I realized that that was what I would be doing for the kingdom for probably the rest of my life. Um, Cool. Because it was, it was, you know, as, as I grew, I realized, okay, well, you know, I can talk to adults all I want, but we have to speak with these kids that are growing up. Why do they have to wait until they're an adult to get it? Right. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, so I've been, I've been doing youth ministry since I was 15, um, one of the things, uh, when I went to Ringling's Clown College, they asked me, why do you want to go to Clown College? And I, it was not to go to the circus. I said, like, I want to use the skills that I have here for youth ministry. Mm, awesome. And they were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was, I mean, I, I still do it. I still do it today. Like I, I, I'm, I work with the fifth and sixth graders almost every Sunday. Uh, uh, and in a small group because I don't have the brain for large group. 
Oh yeah. You know, a large large group. I mean, you 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 really have to teach. Small group, you are building a relationship with the kids. Yeah, and right. That that's what I enjoy. Yeah, you know, no doubt. Being there, and sometimes we don't get to the lesson because there's a kid that's struggling. You know, with his big brother, with his little sister. You know, there. You know, there's kids that. You know. They come in and they're disruptive in the class, and we sit and we sit and wait, and then we talk to them about you know not about it like not like hey you need to stop blah blah blah. <laughs> we ask you know hey what's going on, you know yeah you know, what's what's causing you to have these things you know do these things and uh but that that was that was my moment I mean that I just realized yeah this is where God wants me to be. And he hasn't said move off of that yet. <laughs> yep. So still keeping uh, at it. We keep doing it. Till yep. He says do something else. That's right. Nice. Well, I was also uh, 15 when God got my attention. Uh, as uh, I had shared before, I grew up originally in the Baptist church. Then I went to the Methodist church. And during both of those times in the in those churches, it was very foundational for my faith. I, I learned about the Bible. They, they taught stories. They talked about, you know, of course, everything from Genesis to Revelation, talked about Jesus and the importance of, of his sacrifice, death, resurrection, etc. Um, but during all of that time, it, it just felt like it was a ritual. It just felt like I was just going to church uh, on Sundays and doing events, going to VBS, and it was more of a social uh, gathering an event for my life. Uh, and it wasn't until, uh, my life was turned upside down and I went to the Nazarene church and I remember one of the pastors started talking about, uh, having a relationship with Christ, kind of what Mark alluded to earlier. And it, it was kind of one of those moments where all of a sudden I realized it's, it's not about religion. It's about relationship. And uh, it took a little bit of time for the Holy Spirit, for uh, God to kind of get it into my thick skull. But I remember one day uh, during church camp when I was 15, um, I was sitting next to one of the cool kids that I thought was cool, uh, that I was trying to be like him. Uh, he had, you know, he, he was really good with sports. He was... Uh, a ladies' man, as uh, you, someone might have said back in the middle '90s, the mid '90s, um, he he was kind of like my role model, as it were. And I was sitting there and just kind of looking at him, and you know, also trying to pay attention to what was going on up front. There was a pastor talking, and he gave a, an altar call. And I'm sure maybe you guys had experiences of altar calls uh, in your church, kind of where they. Say, hey, do you want to come up front and pray? Do you want to, you know, uh, do you want to put your faith in Christ? Do you want to bring a prayer request or anything? And um, all of a sudden, I just, I heard this voice uh, in in my head just saying, Lucas, you sure you want to continue down this path? Being like somebody that you don't really want to be? Uh, doing and saying the things that you don't really like? Um, what if... What if you gave me a chance? What if you came down up front and you accepted me as not just a savior, not just as a Lord, but as a friend? And 
And what if you followed my path instead of your own? How's that been going for you? And it was like this, it was almost like in the telltale games where you like time stops and you have these two options and you can look left and go that way or look right and go that way. And I just had this moment where I was just standing there and it was like this fork in the road of my life. And God was saying, hey, I'm going to give you the option. Do you want to keep doing your thing or do you want to try my thing? And mm-hmm. I look, I looked down that very long path down to the altar and I just started walking and, uh, I've had my highs and lows, but I never looked back from that moment. And I went forward and I prayed, um, uh, and I just started walking with him, started learning what that life was all about and just was in relationship with him from then on out from the age of 15 to now. And of course, there have been highs and lows. There have been times when I've deviated off the path where the the path with Christ has been a dot to me, where it's been, <laughs> it's, it's, I've been unsure where exactly I, I was, but God's always brought people, always brought situations into my life to, to lead me back and, uh, to guide and direct me. And, um, it's God is, God is awesome. Um, and so with that, I wanted to kind of shift things over to our community uh, because while the four of us you know, have shared uh, a little bit of our faith stories, we've shared some of our favorite Bible verses, we have a diverse community. We have a, a diverse amount of people listening to us. We're not blind to the fact that, that not everybody believes the same thing we do. Uh, in fact, everybody has that right to choose, to choose God, to choose themselves, to choose this path, that path. And uh, we, we had kind of opened it up for uh, our community to share about faith, to share about their perspective on on Christianity, on religion, uh, from all kinds of things. So I wanted to share uh, some of the people who had shared, uh, shared the kind of things they had written, and uh, we can kind of discuss uh, when they ask questions, answer the questions, but uh, to just have a conversation. I'm, I'm hoping that, that through this, through us sharing our stories, through uh, sharing some of our listener stories, that it would more than anything, be an opening to a conversation. Not that we're going to decide anything today, not that we're going to declare this is right, this is wrong, that's not what this time is about, uh, but that we would encourage connection and conversation because that's what uh, Christ is all about. And and I, I think it's it's an awesome opportunity for us to, to connect with each other because we're all in the same boat. We all have to have faith in one way or the other, whether it's faith in Christ or faith in that the sun is going to come up the next day or that while we're driving down the street, somebody's not going to hit us with a car, you know. So we're all in the same boat in the fact that we all have to have faith in something. And so I wanted to share some of our community members and uh, what kind of things they have faith in or struggle with having faith in. Uh, The first one is our very own Barnaby Butters. Barnaby Mares, uh, he said, once I was a super uber Catholic, then I went to Jesuit school. Now I'm more pragmatic, which means I do recognize the existence of a higher power. I don't think we're here by accident. I just dislike the cultism and the blind faith of many. I don't like the abuse of organized religion over the masses. Most of the religious people I have talked to on why they are the way they are usually sum up, sum it up like this, that they are looking for help and a certain religious group gave it to them in one way or the the other. Now religion is their answer for anything and everything. That is the part I dislike so much. Something good happens? Is it God's will? 
something bad happens, and God works in mysterious ways. No, bro, you survived the heart attack because the doctor spent a lot of time studying, and he is great in what he does. So, science. The bridge didn't collapse because a God act. It collapses because it was old and nobody cared and performed maintenance. Perhaps you had a car crash because you were texting, not because God wanted it to happen. XYZ accident didn't happen by God design. It happened because somebody screwed up. Anyway, basically, I dislike when people take the easy way out. Uh, it's like the old cultures. We don't know why the sun comes out every day, so we came up with an explanation. It's a God Apollo, and he goes through the sky in a shiny chariot pulling, pulled by fire horses. I do respect your beliefs. You do you. Just don't expect me to agree or to see things your way. Now, why did the Jesuits change me? Change me? I remember a class about spirituality and metaphysics. When the class started, the priest said, after this class, you were either going to cement your faith or you're going to lose it. And he taught us to think in what we believe, to understand what was said, to compare against other religions, to explore other beliefs. That's when I realized pretty much all religions are the same basic concepts. The lore is even the same. Some myths are constructed from other religions. I could write a book about this, but there are many out there. Why Christmas is on tw December 24th? Why is Easter in spring? Why three wise men? When the, boon, when, when the booms in the Bible are exactly those from the thousands that were before. I don't know what booms are. Who chose them and why? Books. Books. The books, probably. Thank you. Yeah. When the books in the Bible are exactly those from the thousands that were before, who chose them and why? When you see these explanations, you start to question the way everything is and the picture it paints is always the same i do believe in a higher power just not in organized religion and by the way i enjoy religious conversation and discussions especially with people that can think beyond what is written and want to understand the why i am a seeker of truth i'm still looking for a stone that will say made by god under it that's sarcasm by the way so that was barnaby butters uh thoughts reflections he had a lot of things to say yeah. and i know that we can't yeah, there's a lot to unpack there we can't mm -hmm. unpack all of it but did you guys have any reflective thoughts anything that jumped out at you um well from I, what he said per personally a lot a lot of <clears throat> i hear a lot of science um or logic and to me science is the study of god's work mm-hmm and that that's how I look at that, you know, absolutely right. The bridge, the bridge, uh, fell because nobody kept it up. I firmly, I, I believe that, you know, it, but you know, the physics of it is the study of what God did, you know, Gra he created gravity, you know? Mm -hmm. So I believe, I, I, I firmly believe that, you know, it does revolve back around to God uh, and yeah, that's, 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 that's where I am, uh, with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's tough because when you say like, you know, the, the car crash happened because you were texting, but what about the person that was waiting at the crosswalk, you know, uh, and they get a phone call, which pulls them away from crossing the street. Uh, was that, was that, was that a coincidence? Was that God's way of saying, Hey, it's not your time to cross a street, uh, at this time. Uh, it's, it is, it is a struggle for, for those without, without the faith. Um, 
uh, whether they're on their, uh, uh, where they are in their journey in their faith. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot to, a lot to think about, not just the action happening. Um, but what about the other people that have been deterred from being on that bridge as, as it collapsed or not being in that car crash because something had pulled you away for whatever reason? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's tough. Um, I would say, first of all, Barnaby, thank you so much for just sharing. You shared a lot and I know you shared a little bit more after that. And, uh, I think, I think the most important thing is that we just discuss these things and that we, you know, our doubts, yeah. our frustrations are, uh, I mean, I totally agree with them in the fact that, uh, sometimes, there are people who, even if they have good intentions, when they're confronted by a tough situation, they kind of cop out and say, well, it's God's will. Or, well, God works, like he said, like God works in mysterious ways. Well, yeah, he does. And maybe it is God's will, but but maybe uh, maybe while God allowed it to happen, maybe God didn't want it to happen. Maybe, mm. you know, maybe... Uh, the sheer fact that God loves us and because we have this free will that, you know, no other creature on this earth has, bad stuff's going to happen. And God knows about it and God is, is, is doing his best to prevent it or to work in, our, in and through our lives within the confines of freedom because we, he doesn't want us to be robots and because he doesn't want us to, to just be forced into doing stuff. Um, Stuff happens, and sometimes I think people say it's God's will, and it's really not. It's just that He allowed it to happen because we have the freedom to choose. And uh, but I but I think it's so important to wrestle with this stuff and to talk about it. But at the same time, understand that no matter what happens, like I kind of shared earlier, it requires faith. Like <laughs> everything we believe in, even if it's based off the five senses, uh, it requires some form of faith. Um, there's there's nothing that there's no path we can follow that doesn't require faith because we don't know what's going to happen after death. Uh, I've heard people say before that I'd rather be wrong for seventy years. Oh no, I'd rather be no. What is it? I'd better I'd rather be wrong for seventy years and then life is just over than than suffer and be right about something for seventy years and then have. No, it's the other way around. It's got to be your bowl. Yeah. I totally messed that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sugar. I'd rather be. I'd rather suffer uh, for seventy years taking the difficult path and end up being right to then celebrate eternity with God than to just do whatever I want and be temporarily happy for seventy years and then find out at the end of that seventy years that I'm going to be wrong for eternity. It's pretty much that idea of what's it better to be. In terms of mm-hmm. you know being right or wrong now, and then suffering for that decision later. But you know, I've heard people say stuff like that. But at the same time, it's there's just when you have these personal moments, you need to personally engage them. And so, um, and you know what you guys alluded to that that sometimes just things in life are too complex to be chance. Like you know, Lem, you mentioned creation. Uh, when you look at the patterns and the information in DNA and uh, the structures within your body and within all around science that exist, you're telling me that's an accident? 
that like I am not that if, lucky. If it, I mean, you could throw like bricks together for millions of years, and you're telling me that because of luck and natural selection, all those things that that it's eventually going to make like a three story apartment complex just by throwing it together accidentally. Uh, you know, I just and I'm thinking out loud just for myself. Like that takes faith to think that the Big Bang just happened accidentally. To me, the big, you know, for me personally, the Big Bang happened. It's just God was the one who said bang. And, mm. you know, uh, evolution is is something that we can observe in the fact that things change and evolve, but it's because God is a creative God and he's always creating. And it wasn't that he just snapped his finger and everything is the way it was. Things changed over time. And, you know, God is a God of processes. And, and just when you look at nature... You know, and that's in Romans, you know, when you look at nature, you see God at work. And so for me, it's, it's, you know, in agreeing with you guys and uh, stuff, I think it's definitely a complex, uh, a complex topic, but at the same time, we've got to not be afraid. We need to hit it head on and talk about it and keep talking about it. Uh, Ash Ingram said, I'm going to be honest here and say that my faith sort of deteriorated when in three consecutive years I suffered losing close family members. I lost my uncle, my grandma, and my brother. Since then, I found it difficult to keep my faith. I still believe there is a God, but that loss did impact on the strength of my belief. And so my question is, what advice would you give to someone who is in the same position as me? Wow, that's that's rough. Uh, yeah. I, I honestly... I, I, that's one situation I have never, <clears throat> excuse me, I've never been good at discussing with folks because no matter what I say, it feels to me like when they ask that question, they want something that's going to take the hurt away and I can't give that, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, their loved one is gone and no matter even if i came up with the perfect absolute perfect answer to why that's not going to take the pain away uh -huh. but i think that's because they are asking a human i mean they're asking you know they're asking us uh but I think that if they, you know, if that's a, that's a question for the center of their faith, you know, and, you know, in, in my opinion, that's, you know, who, you know, whoever that may be, you know, if, if for me, that would be uh, Yahweh, that would be God, that would be Jesus, you know, that would be who my question would be posed to. And the Holy Spirit would speak to me about that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, my Buddhist friends, they, they'll, they, they would look for some, <coughs> excuse me, they would look for some other, uh, answer, you know, in, in writings. And I don't know about Buddhism, so I can't even tell you, you know, but I know that they would find, they would have to look in their faith. So. I wish I had an answer. Yeah. I guess my answer is I don't have one. 
but your lord does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think honestly that it when people say that kind of stuff, well, X, Y, Z bad thing happened to me, and and you know my faith suffered as a result of it. That's kind of a it, that happens to a lot of people. Our faith are really put our faiths are really put to the test um, when something bad happens in our lives. Um, you know, I've had that same issue. I've had two grandparents die in the same year. Um, you know, I've had some pretty rough stuff happen in my life, um, whether it be my, my parents' divorce when I was a kid or my own divorce, um, when I was an adult. Um, and it hurts. It's painful. Um, but for me, I understood it all talk it all comes back to the the age old question the root issue and that is why does God allow pain and suffering that's that's really what they're looking for why would God let this happen to me yeah and and the answer is God does not delight in our suffering um you know obviously when you know from the biblical perspective God created this world to be good to begin with, but he also allows for free will. And, and so as a result of our, our free will, unfortunately we, we sinned and we have to live with the consequences of that. Um, and I think God is real quick. I'm going to let, I'm going to let you continue, but I just want to, for those that would maybe be put off by the term sin, I think we need to, give context for the idea of of when we say sin we mean pretty much we have chosen to take our way over his way we've said i don't i don't need your rules i don't need your uh your truth as it were i want to take my own path and so anytime the word sin gets thrown around it's pretty much just someone saying okay god you have the path you want me to do but i want to go this way yeah. And and so that's really what sin is is the idea that I want to be my I want to be God. I want to make the decisions and that's it. And so but go ahead continue. Again, yeah, this is the the biblical perspective on it. Yeah. And and that's what I seek. And I, and I fully understand that you know, there are a lot of people in our community, there are a lot of people possibly listening to this that don't necessarily agree with that or subscribe to it, and I understand that. But just giving the perspective that I that I follow after, um, and trying to get back on my my train of thought. Um, yeah, no, it's all right. <laughs> um, but you know, because of all of that, you know, suffering happens. Um, stuff happens in the world and and god does not delight in that in that suffering but you know and a lot of times it's it's the biblical belief that that is the work of of the enemy you know trying to mess with especially you know believers followers of of christ um and that kind of stuff um and and so um it just it happens but instead of 
you know, my way of looking at it is instead of running away from God, my my response was to run closer mm. to God. Um, because to me, I've seen him work so much in my life um, to to work for my good that when bad things happen, we have to just rely on God. And I know to some people that might be considered blind faith, and I understand that. But in times of, of pain and suffering, the Bible tells us that God, we can run to him, that he is a stronghold for us. He is, he is our deliverer. He is our strength. He is our shield. And, and so that's ultimately where I'm going with this is, um, and I understand it's, it's hard to a lot of times to put your faith in God when, when bad things are happening, but, um, it's all about persistence in our faith and knowing that God is bigger than all of those bad things that are happening, not to minimize your pain for Mm -hmm. sure. It's very hard to lose a loved one. It's, it's difficult to deal with. But God is is bigger in all of those things, and we can we can trust in Him to to bring us through those things. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, um, I I agree with uh, you know like with what Lem said. It's it's hard to have an answer for something like this. Sure, and I agree with with Mark. And it's like yeah yeah. There's there's times when bad things happen that you have to rely on God. Um, but I look at it, look at it a little differently. I look at it at is when when something bad happens, there's you know God has a reason for it, and the reason for it is uh, because others are going through the same thing. Um, others have lost loved ones, and sometimes it is easy to rely on God. Sometimes it's very very hard. And it is very difficult to go it alone. So when you have someone who has gone through the same situation as you, it is so much easier uh, to be able to talk to someone who's gone through the same thing. Um, we're not supposed to go through this alone. You can't go through it alone. It's, it's almost impossible to do so. And when you're able to find someone or a community that has gone through the same thing you have gone through, it is so much easier. It's so much easier to, um, to grieve. Um, it's so much easier to go through um, the, the whole situation, um, the scenario, whatever has happened, um, going through it together with someone, uh, it's just, it's just, it allows you to get through it and um, overcome it. Not for, not not forget it, but but lose but lose that uh, that feeling that um, that someone is lost um, when you're able to have that conversation with someone. Uh, when you're able to uh, discuss the situations together, like, hey, I've got I'm I'm going through the same thing. Uh, I understand what you're going through. Um, it is so much easier when you have an understanding between individuals and you're able to talk about it and to verbalize it because sometimes people just hold it in. Um, and which is sometimes when people do that, they, they blow up, you know, they hold it in too long and they can't. Um, but when you're able to find that someone 
whether that be a, a friend, relative, community, um, podcast, you know, whatever it is um, that someone else is going through the same thing that you are, it's just it's just so much easier uh, to get through it. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and that's that's I mean, it's one of multiple ways, at least I believe that that God can use bad situations for His good, whether it be you know. He's using a bad situation to to have him get closer to him, have you get closer to him. Or it's a situation where God is going to use this to have you be able to encourage another person who's going through these things. You know, I've been through divorce. And so when somebody is going through that same experience, having marital troubles or, or whatever, I can I can be an encouragement to them and and come alongside them so yeah yeah and and sure i i definitely see what you're saying you know god can go about that in any way he he chooses whether it's specifically on you or if it needs to be for somebody else you never know but yeah i see what you're saying yeah when it comes to loss and and i know that all four of us and most people in in the community most people who are listening you've lost someone and the thing is with when you when you lose something when you lose that connection with someone while you could never replace them you really need to find a way to to fill that void like i know for me my mom was the person who accepted me uh unconditionally and when she passed away i lost that and it wasn't till I understood and connected to the fact that God also unconditionally accepted me and loved me for who I was that I realized that uh, he was exactly what I, I needed to uh, connect and, and understand who I could be. And, and I think that, um, you know, Ash, to, to kind of wrap things up with your question, I think uh, especially what, what Patrick said, you know, the best advice is just to talk about it and to talk it out, to connect with those who have gone through it and realize that you're not alone. Uh, understand that you're not alone. And I would say as a side note, uh, honor that person's memory that you've, that you've lost. You know, they, would they, would they want you to allow the loss of them to bring you down or would they want you to honor their memory, honor what they stood for and live your life to the fullest. And I think, I think your, your uncle, your grandma, your brother, they would all want you to enjoy the life that you have and to share that with others. So, um, be encouraged and know that you're not alone. Uh, our last, our last little note from Travis popsicle. He said, I, I do not believe in God or religion. I was raised Catholic and went to church school every week. Did first communion and all that. Mom forced me to. In the sixth grade, she said it was my choice after that. I have no problem with religion. My life is very religious. I just believe it's a choice for myself and my children. I don't mind even going to church with the family. Even if you're not a believer, the message is good and the people are nice. I feel it's a right. Parents tell you what to believe and then it gets passed on and, so passed on and on. So with my kids, they have a choice to make on their own. I love you all and respect your beliefs, so please don't judge me because I don't. Hey, Travis, we love you. Yeah, um, and yeah. what he says at the end, don't judge me. And uh, going back to my tattoo, 
uh, on the on there, there's a banner, and it is from Matthew seven, one maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, it's it's ju- don't judge people, or you're gonna be judged. And um, I firmly believe that it's like you do you. I'm not gonna judge you for what you do, what you believe in. Um, it is it is not it is not my place to judge. Um, so if people believe things, if people are doing things, um, it's, I'm, I'm not going to judge someone for, for, for their beliefs or for what they do. It is my job to live out my life and, uh, and, and to, and to show that, um, through my, through my actions. Yeah. And to add on to that, um, I think the only thing that I would, I would say is that, uh, in loving each other, um, we accept each other and we don't judge each other in the fact that we declare their final destination or, or declare um, who they are. Uh, but at the same time, I think uh, as, as we love people, we can also challenge each other and we can inspire each other and we can push back in, in the sense that we allow people to make their choices, but at the same time, we continue in relationship with them. We ask those tough questions. I think that that we have a wonderful privilege, uh, whether it's in Christ or whether it's through our common joys of video games or podcasting or whatever, that, that from time to time we can say, why do you believe what you believe? Why do you think what you think? Uh, I think it's important for us to not just settle with the status quo, but to to also challenge each other out of love, not challenge each other to say, I'm right, you're wrong, but to observe and to say, uh, you know, maybe, maybe try this different path or maybe this is right, this is wrong. I think it's it's important for us to, in a healthy way, sometimes to agree to disagree, but not sacrifice that relationship at the same time. So... As we uh, wrap things up, uh, let's get into our music list, Mark Boucher. I think you have some music for us. Oh, you better believe I do. Let's so, hear it. As as always, uh, you can find the Good Morning Guys morning playlist on Spotify uh, and also on iTunes as well. Shout outs to Bernabe. And uh, also, thanks so much. Just real quick before I get into music. Thanks so much to everybody who shared. Um, we appreciate your input and your opinions. Uh, whether you agree or disagree with us, uh, we love you guys, and we're glad that you're a part of this community. Amen to that. For sure. Uh, yeah. Um, so, without further ado, uh, these are some songs that um, may have been a part of your growing up uh, with the with you guys that I'm speaking with tonight um you growing up in church um they were certainly involved in my church life growing up um so uh the first song is DC Talks Jesus Freak mm, yes yes classic <laughs> um the second one is actually um you kind of inspired me with this one Lucas mm-hmm. um this is literally um, John Foreman, who is the lead singer of Switchfoot. Uh, he uh, had his own little solo career, and he wrote a song called White as Snow, 
which is uh, mm. basically Psalm 51. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were going yeah. down the direction that I'm just a really white guy. So No. <laughs> also true. <laughs> also true. Yeah, Psalm 51. Yes. That's definitely a good one. Um, but yeah, so it's basically um, Psalm 51 written in a song. So um, the third song is the VeggieTales theme song. Attaboy. Because, yeah. <laughs> Children's oh, Ministry man. represent. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, Lem, uh, if I don't know if you're familiar with this, we usually like to uh, put out requests to the community and see if uh, I usually pick one song that one of the, our community members have submitted. Okay. Um, yeah. And so uh, Ash Michelle actually submitted the song One Love from Bob Marley. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, good nice. one. That's so, a good one. So we'll be adding that as well. So so how yeah. do I find that on iTunes? Uh, That's a good question. I, I think you can just search it on, on the iTunes store. Like and, Good Morning Guys? Yeah. Or, Hashtag, or Good Morning Guys Morning Playlist, basically. Hashtag Ask Barnaby Butters. <laughs> yep. He would know for <laughs> sure because he handles that that side of it. Um, but you can definitely find it on Spotify, which is yeah. the side I usually handle. But thank you, Bernabe, for handling that, by the way. Thanks, Butters. What about, uh, <laughs> I didn't hear George Michael's, uh, you gotta have faith. Where's that one? Um, I, I don't think I can add a song where he sings, I guess it would be nice if I could touch your body. <laughs> oh, that's uh, right. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> I always forget about that part. <laughs> That was one of the first songs I learned how to play on the ukulele, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> Classic ukulele song. <laughs> All right, guys. So as we wrap things up, do you have any final thoughts, feelings, wonderings? I, uh, there's a song by Aisha Woods, okay. and it, it has gotten me through those rough spots. It's called Days. And uh, the she says that you ever have those days where everything is less, basically she sums it up says every every you ever have those days where everything's going great, and then you ever have those days where it's not. Well, the days where it's not, you got to remember that. How could you see that Jesus is going to bring you through if you didn't have those days that were not there, that were not great? Mm. Mm. So that that stuck with me for years. Hmm. Like seriously, I heard that maybe ten years ago. That's good. That'll preach. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, along with that, I wanted to read real quick Psalm thirty-four eight. It says, "Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in Him." Uh, what I really like about that verse is not only that it's talking about eating food because it says taste. Uh, and food's awesome. But the idea that God sometimes wants us to test him in a good way to see if he actually will do what he promises. And it's it's my way to give a friendly challenge for for all of us in the times when we have difficulties in our faith, when we have doubts, when we're not sure if there's a God. Take a week, take a month, and pray. And I don't mean like recite a prayer, but talk to God, talk to, talk to, talk to us, talk to, 
uh, someone you trust and uh, taste and see that the Lord is good. See what happens. I, I almost guarantee, I know in my own personal life that God has never failed me. And it's not because I've made excuses for him or anything like that, but but he's never failed me. And, and I, I can almost guarantee that if you give him a chance, that he will respond. And uh, But no matter what, just as everybody else said, no matter what, know that we accept you for who you are. And we love you guys and girls. And we are... Uh, we're all in the same boat, and we all have difficulties, trials, successes, and we want to connect and celebrate with you every step of the way. And uh, yeah, so I think that's all we have for this faith-filled morning. Feel free to leave us a positive but honest review on iTunes if you have a couple minutes to spare. We still need four more reviews and or ratings for Ronnie to do something crazy. So take a couple minutes to share your opinion when possible. Also remember, if you'd like to join in our future episodes or connect with our community, but you're not sure how to do so, check out the show notes that have all of our info on our Discord server. It's free and a fun way to connect directly with us in the community. Our personal Twitter handles, the shows is at the GMG podcast. Also, you'll find our email or you can even call us at what number, Lim? I don't know. That's right, folks. 929-GMG-GUYS. <laughs> Call in. I mean, 929-GMG-GUYS. That's right. Patrick will edit that out later. You can ask a question, <laughs> leave a beautiful message about singing the Hallelujah Chorus, or you can join us on the show. Beyond that, talk at you again next week on podcast services around the globe as we have a good morning for Marvel, sharing our top five favorite MCU movies and speculate on what will happen in the next Avengers movie Endgame, perhaps the most anticipated movie in the history of film. Alrighty then, Pat, Mark, Mr. Phil Yah, you listeners, our friends and fam, go get your good morning and may God bless and guide your lives as you live, work, and game. Hasta la vista, baby. One, two, three, four. Yes, Jesus loves me. <laughs> yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Lem, how are you feeling, Lem, over there? Lem, wave. Uh, I'm sweating like a pig. I've got chills. Oh no! <laughs> sorry to push you to your limits. Yeah. Also sorry. Yeah. Totally forgot. That's okay. Totally forgot to it. let you give your update for the week. Yeah, that's okay. No, it's not. It's not okay. Yeah, do it now. No, just kidding. if you're still recording, then yes. I I think I am still recording. Hold on. So if you don't, if Hopefully. you if you have a few more minutes, would you be able? Yeah, to... Yeah, I could do something. All right. So I'm just gonna call you out, and then Patrick can insert it in. Okay. He'll figure it out. <laughs>